it's time for the old man, I guess, and work with that. Turn in your concordance, if you would, tonight. No, turn to Psalms chapter 103, the 103rd Psalm. And I uh, appreciate the opportunity to speak. In fact, I've been thinking of this passage probably most of the year since this COVID mess came up. And every day I learn something new about the COVID thing and what's going on. And, and then stop to realize we've only known about it for a year. So they don't know what all side effects are, is going on and everything. Now I'm finding out that you can lose your hair. I got COVID 22 years ago and uh, started going with it. But, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that's going on. So, and as Pastor mentioned, five or six people there, and, and there's so many folks that have special needs. Pray for them. And uh, somebody, if the Lord brings somebody to your mind, just don't think, oh, that sorry rascal didn't smile at me today, or they didn't say hi to me, or they didn't shake me, they took my seat. Pray for them. Pray for them. Uh, God brought them across your path for a reason, to think about them, to pray for them, and, and uh, they've got some burdens. Everybody says, well, I don't know what their burden is. God knows all about it. He knows every need that everybody has. Uh, I, I want to look at Psalms 103. It's one of my favorite passages, and it's crazy because we as preachers say that all the time. Uh, the Bible's our favorite, so anything in there is a favorite passage and working with that. Uh, but as, as we stop and think of the life of David, and uh, I find the Bible says he's a man after God's own heart. And if he was a man after God's own heart, I want to learn from him. Now, uh, with that, we know David was human. He messed up. So uh, he did some things wrong, but he did some things that God was pleased with. And I think part of that is found here in the first uh, five or six verses, five verses of this passage. Psalms 103, look in verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle. We're in troublesome times. And folks say, well, what about this? What about this? Or what's going on? Uh, David had plenty of troubles in his life. And usually when he had the troubles, and it's sad when you look at that, you see David starting to print invitations for a pity party. Oh, what are we going to do? You know, and he gets down and depressed, and what are we going to do? But there's, there's a little thing that, that jumps up every time we find him down that brings him back up, and he remembers what God has done. He stops and remembers. So what I want to challenge you is let's remember before we start getting down. Let's stop and think about how good God is and what God's done for us before all of a sudden we decide we're going to have a pity party. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we love you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for our Savior. Father, how blessed we are. And, Father, that you've given us your word. May we be found faithful to it. Help us to learn tonight. I pray you'd help me be a help and encouragement to folks that are here. For Jesus' sake, amen. David many times said, remember. Now, by the way, if you go over in the New Testament, you'll find uh, John, uh, Paul instructing Timothy, you know, remind them of this, remind them of this. We find Peter saying, keep them in remembrance of these. So the Lord knows that we're forgetful people. And all of a sudden, we get looking all around the, this area instead of this area up here. And, and we think, boy, it, it time's rough. Look, we have uh, all the things going on. I can't get a vaccine, or I don't want to get a vaccine, or uh, the, the uh, needle's crooked or bent or what. I mean, everybody has things that they're looking at, and they're going to find ways that it's uh, bad, and they want to think, oh, I, I can't do this. But then we find David in Psalms 127, 13, said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He stops and thinks about the Lord and how good the Lord is and what he's done. Psalms 107, 8 is another one. Verse, 107, verse 8 says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness 
and for his wonderful works to the children of men. He says that in verse 8, then he says it again in verse 15, he says the same thing in verse 21, and the same thing again in verse 31. I think he's trying to get folks to say, hey, stop and think about how good God is. Think about what God has done for us. But it's difficult to praise God. It's difficult to think of his goodness when we're spending all of our time looking at the problems. And I have folks ask me different times, they say, well, well, what, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Now, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm not real smart. Not the time to say amen. Uh, I got one lady right there smiling, so nodding her head. Uh-huh. That's my wife. Uh, but, uh, no, but I, I find that if I turn around and have to listen to all the sorry news and everything else is going on, I turn the news on to get the weather report. You know, but I don't need to hear the same thing 14 times and what's going on. Now, if you want to watch the news, that's fine with you and keep up on everything. I'm not worried about it. And you say, well, you know, they're, they're, they're impeaching the president. Well, he's not the president now. I mean, how do you constitutionally impeach somebody that's not even there? But anyways, but I, I don't get into all that. I don't worry about that. My little brain can't handle that. Many of you come up to me and say, do you hear about this? No, I haven't. I don't know. I don't listen to the, all the other folks. Uh, uh, I understand Rush Limbaugh's. It got poor health. He's battling cancer or something like that. And somebody mentioned that to me. I, I don't know. I don't listen to Sean Hannity. I don't listen to any of them. You say, well, you must be dumb as dirt. Thank you. I am. And I qualify for that. Uh, I, I, I realize, listen, if I'm going to stay on top side, I need to come back to Psalms 107, 8. Oh, that men would, uh, would praise the Lord for his goodness. Stop and think about God. Song we sing often, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And we, we quit worrying about that. I, <laughs> again, I don't have any problems. He's been married 50, over 50 years. I still don't have a problem. I, have, I can't remember. Pastor's already told me. He only gave me a 24-hour notice. All right, get he afraid I forget. No, listen, uh, I, I don't have problems. If God brings something across my path and I can fix, I fix it. If I don't, I don't dwell on it. I can't do it. My son called me after he'd been pastoring a while, and he said, he said, Dad, he said, I got this and this and this. He said, I just don't know how to handle it. I said, is it, is it your responsibility? He said, well, no, but I, I want to do something about it. I said, there's nothing you can do about it. Leave it alone. Quit dwelling on it. Don't, don't fog your mind up with things that you can't handle, that you can't deal with, and go with that. Uh, Psalm 77 11 says, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. All right? So let's look at Psalms 103, these verses, they outline themselves. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. If you just take that, and I put down beside this, rejoice in the God of the blessings more than the blessings. Think about God. You say, well, I don't have a new car, and they have a new car. Or they got the payments. You know, rejoice about that. <laughs> yeah, you stop and realize my thing. I wish I had this. I wish I had this. I wish I had this. Don't, don't go there. Stop and think about how good God is. And David says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is when they bless his holy name. Stop and think about how good God is. Now, he goes on the next thing and, and says that we need to turn around and uh, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Okay, now start thinking about the blessings. But so many times we want to look at the blessings all the time, and we don't want to look up at God. Do you ever stop and realize what a wonderful God we have? Pastor often uses the illustration, just go out at night and look up at the stars. Now, and you've got to understand, if we were up north preaching this, you wouldn't be able to look at the stars for another two months. All right? It's nothing but cloud and dreary and dark and everything because up there it's wintertime. All right? My kids are excited. They got above zero today. Hey! They send their son out to the mailbox. You know, he's, what, 10 years old out to the mailbox, and he comes back like a uh, frozen igloo or something other and going with that. Now, listen, stop and realize how good God is and how, how blessed we are. And he, then he goes on and he says, forget not all his benefits. Think about the benefits he lists, lists here. He said, he forgiveth 
all, the little word all, all, all thine iniquities, all right? Uh, he, he, he forgave us. Something when you got saved. I never fail, never fail, and I say never. Two days, I don't know where I was in this world because I was in surgery, and they had me doped up when they did my heart do jigger thing, and I have no idea what happened for two days, all right? I went into surgery on Monday, and next thing I know it was Wednesday, and they said, you're, you're going to be standing up and doing this, and I'm like, who, who, what, when, where? But there's not a, except those two days since I was saved, I, I don't miss a day without stopping and thinking about trusting Christ as my Savior and thanking the Lord for the Sunday school teacher that took the time to lead me to Christ. And, in, and, he, and he didn't lead me to religion. He didn't re- lead me to preacher religion. I have a lot of that when I pastored in North Carolina. But he took the Bible and showed me from the Word of God how I could be saved and know that I was saved and that I was saved for all eternity. Uh, I think of that song. In fact, I, I, several times last night I woke up thinking about I am redeemed uh, by love divine. Glory, glory, Christ is mine. All to him I now resign. I have been redeemed. Stop and think about it. He said, boy, I'm having a rough day. Stop and think about when you trusted Christ your Savior. Now, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a happy guy. I think about these things, but I try not to do it while I'm driving. Because when I get happy, tears start clouding up. You know, and, 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 and it's hard. And, and you've got to be careful around here. And we're going to touch on that uh, and one of these other things, that blessings that we have, how God protects us from all the crazy folks around us. But stop, listen, stop and think about your salvation. Brother Farber, I'm just having a bad day. I don't know what I'm going to do. Stop and think about when you got saved. Well, all of a sudden, see, we, we want to look and, and, and take photographs of the mud puddles all the time. Oh, look at this, look at this, it's so bad. Uh, stop and think, listen, this world is not my home, I'm just passing through. It's temporary. I mean, what, what, one day we're, we're going to be walking on streets of gold. One day we'll have that reunion with loved ones that we've had so many that we love that have gone on to heaven just in the, the recent months. Oh, what a glorious day that's going to be. I'm redeemed. He, he says, he forgiveth all thine iniquities. How far? He says, he's removed them as far as the east from the west in the same chapter. In verse 11, in verse 12, I'm sorry. He moved them as far as the east is from the west. You don't have to worry about your sins anymore. You said, but you don't know what my past was like, Brother Farber. You don't know what I used to do and what I did. It's all used to. It's under the blood. You don't have to worry about it anymore. He said, but it bothers me. Well, the only reason it bothers you because you won't let God forgive you, or you won't acknowledge the fact that God's forgiven you of everything, and you let the devil stop you on that. All right? You're, they're gone. The devil gets after you about that, just stop and think, man, I'm saved. They're gone. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Uh, Jesus is my, my Savior. God's my Heavenly Father. The Holy Spirit lives inside of me. I've got victory. Let's just keep on going. He said, well, how do you live that way? I determined to live that way. I'm not going to sit and look at all the, you know, I understand why you got looking at the problems down here, all right? No, I want to look up, I want to see heaven and see all that God has for us. He says in the next verse, he says, who healeth all thy diseases, all right? Uh, he not only forgives all our iniquity, he heals all our diseases. Wait a minute, Brother Farber, there's folks who got sickness. Yeah, we've had this COVID going through, and folks are still battling it. But you know what? God gives wisdom to doctors and nurses and the medications to take care of some things, and sometimes he does it that way. But other times he'll take us from here and move us to a land on the other side where there's no sickness. There's no disease. Nurses are in the unemployment line. Doctors have to go find something else to do. All right? Stop and realize. You say, but brother, that, that's hard. But listen, the loved ones that have gone on before us, they're not hurting anymore. They're not battling things anymore. Now, we miss them, and it's right for us to miss them. And, and, and so many times I, I think of them, and, and, and I've been praying for... Many of you folks for so many times, and I'll, I'll probably get in trouble for this, 
but uh, I'll pray, I pray for Tom and Jackie Whitehouse. Tom, no, wait a minute. Tom don't need no prayers. He's in heaven, all right? And so uh, I double up on my prayers for Jackie Wiles. And same thing with Brother Howard Fox, because uh, these folks were in my Sunday school class, and I pray for them every day, still do, and, and, and pray for them, that God will bless them, take care of them. Uh, Tom Wiles is on the list several times because he was, he was a deacon, you know, and pray for them, and, uh, but he's not a deacon anymore. So now he has to do something honest up there in heaven or whatever, you know. But no, you stop and realize what, what heaven is like. And, and many folks are, are battling some illnesses. Some folks have things that until they go on to heaven, they're going to deal with it. Uh, the, the things that are going on now, that we've got folks with, with Pastor Preacher and, and Miss Heather and, and Rance and all these that are they're going on and tests that are going on. You say, what do we do? Well, first of all, God's in control. And we're going to trust him. You know, there's some things that God can trust to certain people that he can't trust to others. You say, well, how did they get through that? Because God could trust them. See, uh, you, you say, really, really, you think God thinks, well, he said, have you considered my servant Job? And then all the things that was put upon Job and whatever, God promised he'd never put more on us than what we can bear. So as the battle comes, as the weight comes, as the burden comes, oh, what are we going to do? We're going to look up to heaven and say, God, you know what's best. I'm going to trust you. What can I learn from this, and who can I be a blessing to? And I've, I've said this before, battling cancer and the heart surgery and everything else, I've led scores of people to Christ because of it. Because we've got a child in heaven, and pastors had the same situation. He's had a chance to deal with families and lead them to Christ. What God brings across your path, there's a reason for it. But stop and realize, he does heal all of our infirmities and all of our diseases and takes care of those. Uh, he, he redeemeth our life for from destruction, it says in the next part of that verse. Stop and realize God's hand of protecting on you day and night. Now, I, I, I can testify, my wife had COVID. My wife's got cystic lung disease. It's amazing she can talk, but you see how she gets the victory. She talks and talks and talks and talks. We went into the pulmonologist the other day her, that she's been going to for 10 or 12 years, and he pulls up the CAT scans when she's in the hospital, and he looks at them. And he starts calling other doctors in. He says, you got to look at this. you got to look at it. These are the lungs of somebody that's died of COVID. Then he looks over at my wife. He says, I suppose you're going to say God did it. <laughs> and that's what she says about all the time that goes on. She was supposed to have cancer two years ago, and, and God took care of that. Now, he, he does it different ways. And he knows he can't trust her with a burden, and that's why he's got to take care of it. No, that's the, there's things that have happened in our life. But God brings them across our path for a purpose. But stop and realize that God turns around and he watches over us, his protective hand on us. The angels that work around. Now, if you're driving up 295 about 6 o'clock in the evening, they're working double time, all right? Especially if you're coming in at Collins Road and Blanding and trying to get through all that. And somebody over here is wanting to go six lanes that way, and somebody over here is wanting to turn off a car. Uh, tonight, my wife said, you go ahead, I just close my eyes. You know, but <laughs> you, you stop and realize, but you say, we didn't have an accident. This is how God protects us. And these are things that we just observe and see what's going on. We don't know what else is going on and the battle that's going on in this world. You remember the story in 2 Kings chapter 6 about Elijah and his servant? And they were in Dothan, not Dothan, Alabama, but they were at Dothan. And all of a sudden, the servant comes back, I guess, after he went out and picked up the newspaper or whatever, and he looked around, and he says, Elijah, we're surrounded by the Syrians. They're surrounded. I don't know what we're going to do. And, and, the Lord, and, and Elijah said all this, and wait a minute. He said, we, we, we got greater forces than what they have. He said, I've counted them. Man, they're everywhere on all sides. And, and then uh, Elijah just turned around and prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened his eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountains were full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elijah. You ever stop? If God did that for Elijah, 
He's no respecter of persons. God does the same thing for you. He's there to take care of you. You say, well, Barbara, I just don't want him to do. God's there. He'll watch over. But when I go to work, there's just, oh, I don't know how I'm going to handle it. God's there to take care of you. He'll watch over you. He redeems thy life from destruction. All the battles that come. I, I, I love the next passage. It says, he, he who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. God crowns you with loving kindness. You ever stop and think of the love of God? So, oh, yeah, I know he loves me. He, he saved me. Oh, wait a minute. It's more than just that. He sent Jesus to die for you on the cross of Calvary. But he loves you so much, he's going to take care of you and allow you to witness to other folks and tell your family how to get saved, to tell your loved ones how to go to heaven, be able to you take them to heaven with you one day. You stop and think of the loving kindness. Think of his mercies. Mercy is not giving us what we deserve. Grace is giving us what we don't deserve. God's merciful to us. All right? His mercies are fresh and new every morning, the scripture says. So I wonder if he'll run out because I've done something. No, they'll never run out. His mercies are fresh and new. God, you say, but I mess up, and I mess up, and I mess up. And God doesn't want us to mess up. And God doesn't want us to have a pity party, and he doesn't want us to get down. But stop and realize he's there to take care of us if we'll just trust him. And his mercy's always there to provide for us if we'll just trust him. They're fresh and new every morning. Uh, God's goodness to us. The Bible says, for as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. He's there. I, 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 love, I, I love life. I enjoy it. I never have a bad day. Uh, oftentimes if I'm going through the cashier's line or whatever, Publix or Winn-Dixie or Walmart or wherever it might be, you know, I haven't been to Walmart in a long time. That's wonderful. And you know you can do that pickup thing. You know, your wife goes online and orders everything, and you just go and park, and they throw it in the trunk for you and everything. Man, I love that. If they would quit taking money off the credit card, we'd be okay. But other than that, it's, it's good. Uh, but you don't have to go in. You don't have to see all the wonderful folks that are there. And, uh, but uh, when going through cashiers or whatever, they say, how are you doing today? I said, I'm doing great. And they look at you like, what? I said, I never have a bad day. I said, I had one about 55 years ago and didn't like it, so I decided not to have any more. But, you know, you can do that same thing, decide not to have one. I'm not going to live that way. I'm not going to be part of that. See, look, look at the philosophy I have. I, I have everything I want. So I don't want anything else. I don't have, I, I'm happy. You say, wouldn't you like to have a new car? No. I'm happy with the car I have. Wouldn't you like to have a new wife? Oh, wait a minute. No, I'm happy with the wife I have. It'd take too long for her to train me, train another one like me, all right? Now, you stop and realize the blessings that we have and what God has done for us, all right? God's compassion and God's faithfulness to us. He's faithful to us. We ought to be as faithful to him. He takes care of us. Are we faithful to point others to him? Are we faithful to thank him for what he's done? Uh, you say, well, you just live in a bubble somewhere. Keep, don't pop my bubble, all right? Don't, get, uh, don't try to ruin my day. I love what I do. And, uh, and the nice thing is about getting old, you can forget if you messed up and just keep on going. And, uh, and, and go in, uh, you know, I'll kiss my wife. She said, you already kissed me today. Well, I didn't remember that, so let's do it again or whatever. You know, uh, stop and realize that God's faithfulness to you. Uh, God's, God saved you. He's kept you saved. He sealed you unto the day of redemption. He's given the earnest of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. If you were to go to hell, then the earnest money would be lost. That's the Holy Spirit. Right? And God's not going to, he's already went to hell and paid for our sins. He doesn't have to do it again.
Stop and realize the goodness and faithfulness of God. But see, you're not going to get that looking on the horizontal plane and say, oh, what the market do here, what the market do here. Look at all the folks sick and all that's going on like this. Uh, all the COVID deaths. What are we going to do with that? So many folks. You ever notice all the COVID deaths, but there's not as many flu deaths? It's amazing. Everything's COVID related now. All right? And flu. Uh, I told my wife, let them go average the last five years of flu deaths, subtract that from the COVID deaths. It won't get nearly as bad as what they're saying. And, and I'm not rejoicing over deaths or making, making light of the folks dying. It, it's terrible and it's sick. And I think it's biological warfare, to be honest with you, uh, from China. But what we need to stop and realize is that God's faithful to us and God takes care of us. And, and as folks battle the sickness and they try to get their strength back and they try to go forward, stop and realize the faithfulness of God and realize who, who we serve. You say, well, your wife was in the hospital, you trusted the doctors. I do, but I trusted God. After they kicked me out of the room, wanted to know how I got to stay there all day, and I was home four or five days without my wife, I'd just go to the Lord and say, Lord, you're going to have to take care of her. Give wisdom to the doctors and nurses. And she said two or three days she didn't remember anything. So I asked her if she could take that same pill again and come home. But no, it didn't. Uh, but no, you stop and realize that all that we're dealing with. But it's God that's in control. It's God that can take care of it. And God can get, tell that doctor and give him wisdom on do this or do this and handle this this way. And God can confound the doctors. And he's done it for many of our people that are here. If we stop and look past the last couple of decades, I mean, I'm thinking of guys that shouldn't even be alive, and the other one back here, the two deacons shouldn't even be alive of things that have happened with, all right. And uh, God didn't want them. He said, you stay down there and torture the church. What do you want to do? But uh, no, to stop and realize how God intervened and really baffled the doctors on what was taking place because God took care of it. And now, one reason God took care of it because he's God. But I think another reason is God's people got together and God, people prayed, and there was some fasting going on, and there were some prayer meetings going on, and folks were working in that. And by the way, that same thing needs to continue for our other brothers and sisters that are battling right now and have some things and get serious with God and, and not just, uh, Lord, thank you for the groceries and all you've given me and bless and call somebody's name, but spend some time with God that ask God to care for them and give them strength, give them the health they need, give wisdom to doctors and nurses, and uh, if that certain medication's necessary, bring it to their attention, to their mind, and, and things are taken care of, but help them to continue to go forward and, and work with that. Uh, the last one I put down here is he satisfies, in verse 5, who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Uh, with, of course, you satisfy your mouth with good things we like to eat. Uh, we went to Sunny's today. In fact, we parked right in front of GMC that looked just like yours. I, and I looked all over now. You weren't there. I was going to pick up the bill, and I prayed you wouldn't be there. But... Uh, <laughs> And God answered my prayer. <laughs> no, it looked like it looked like theirs, but uh, but He wasn't there because I forgot. Oh, I get to buy the pastor's lunch, and uh, work with that. But you you stop and realize that uh, we think of satisfies our mouth with good things, and and we do get to eat and whatever. But start stop and realize the satisfaction of just serving God, the satisfaction of being a child of God. Oh, listen. Uh, I don't have the testimony of a pastor that he grew up in the church, grew up in the church nursery and things like that. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. And I stop and think of what my life could have been like. I mean, I could have retired from the school system, being a school teacher, nothing wrong with that. All these things were set up. I could have been an astronaut and blown up in one of the space shuttles. That my life was set up to do that. But God allowed me to, 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 to be a preacher. And God allowed me to serve him full time. 
And, and, and what, what, what a satisfying thing. But I find out whatever God allows me to do is satisfying. It, if God brings it across my path, there's a purpose for it. See, we turn around and try to plan our life. We say, God, I want your will for my life, but here's, here's multiple choice. You can pick any of these four things, God. But we ask God to, to have God's will for our life, then we turn around and whatever he brings to us to do that. And it might be those that turn around in the ministry full time. It might be others, that, like many of our faithful folks here, that you serve, work in a, a secular job somewhere, but you serve in the church, whether in, in the, as a bus worker or a nursery worker or an usher or a Sunday school teacher, whatever it might be. But you say, oh, if I have them, and I've heard this before. We had a Christian school in North Carolina, and as students graduate from one class to the other, and we had some kids that were ornery. Would that be a good word for it? Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of uh, Mark's wife, Teresa. There was one that she had, and I remember the last name. I can't remember the little boy's name and don't want to bring it back to my mind, all right? The parents actually signed adoptive pa adoption papers for him to, for me to be able to, to chastise him. All right, uh, while he was in school and stuff like that. He, he was just full of energy uh, from about 12.01 in the morning to 12 o'clock midnight. I mean, he'd run a 90-mile-an-hour all the time. But, uh, and then the teacher said, oh, no, they're coming up. What am I going to do? They're going to be in my class now. No, uh, you know, listen, God, God brings that little boy or little girl across your path in your Sunday school class or in your, your academy class or whatever it might be in your college class uh, for a reason for you to be a blessing to them. And I stop and think and thank God today for those that have crossed my path and took the time, took the time to invest in me and teachers that I, uh, I for family members, for people that, that uh, associates and, and uh, bankers and whatever that I've dealt with all through the years. Uh, I still pray for the folks that we dealt with on depositions because the Bible says pray for your enemies. And they've been on my prayer list for a long time. They may be gone now, but uh, uh, I, I, listen, God takes care of things. He'll satisfy those things. I, as I was, I was thinking of that, I wrote down Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought, Jesus is speaking, take no thought of your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet of, for your body, what you shall put on. It's not life more than meat and the body more than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? All right? Uh, you say, well, God will take care of us. He promised he would. And so just, just trust him. So, and, and again, I'm, I'm, I know I'm strange. I'm not crazy. I don't pray for things for myself. I, don't, I, do ask, I, I do ask the Lord to help me get a good night's sleep uh, and to wake me up, but I don't pray for myself. I pray for others because God promised he'd take care of me. And I don't know if he'll take care of some of you, but, uh, you know, no, I, I know he will. Uh, you say you don't pray for a new car or a new pair of shoes or a new suit? No. I don't do it. Not, and that, not, that doesn't make me special. I wouldn't know what to ask for. What if I turn around and ask God for a new car and ask for a Chevrolet, and he wanted me to have a Ford? All right? I mean, why would I take a Chevrolet if I could have a Ford? See, I, I wouldn't ask for enough. So I just trust God to take care of it. No, and and, and I'm, I'm serious on that. Learn, learn to trust him. When it says that he turns around and satisfies thy mouth with good things and that thy youth is renewed like the eagle, and I wrote down beside this Isaiah 40, 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. We just learned to wait on the Lord. What, and what did he say he'll do? Thy, thy youth is renewed like the eagles. God will take care of you. He said, that's what I've been doing, preacher. I've been sitting and waiting. I've got my chair. I'm just sitting there. Oh, turn, if you would, to Psalms 123. Let me, let me help you on something. Verse 2. This will be the end of it. The Bible defines itself. 
And I've heard folks say, well, I've been waiting on God for 42 years to do something for me. Uh, that's not what God's talking about, to pull up a recliner and sit back and, or get in the rocking chair and put a shawl around you. And Look at verse 2 of Psalm 123. Behold, as the eyes of the servants look upon the hand of their masters and the eyes of the maiden under the hand of their mistress, so our eyes wait upon the Lord our God until uh, that we have mercy upon us. That's what it's waiting. They're saying their servants are sitting there waiting for the master to say, here, do this, do this, do this, do this. And that's what God wants us to do. When we're waiting on him, we're busy doing his business. We're busy doing what he wants us to do. It's not sitting back and recliner and say, God, if you ever need me, you know, send me an email or, or, or text me or whatever. No, he, he has responsibilities, and we know most of his will is found in the word of God. And we just be faithful in doing that. And then we wait on him like a waiter waits on you at a restaurant. Of course, God doesn't have a mask. You don't have to put a mask on to see God and all that we have now. But you, you stop and realize we just wait on God. God, we're looking to him. And now how do we find out what he wants? We look into this book and we do what he wants us to do. We stay faithful to him and he'll guide us and direct us. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is in with me. Bless his holy name. That Stop and rejoice in the God of the blessings more than the blessings 